Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. See, this is better. See? Much better. Halfway home on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out at the Key Studios. 404-726-0929. See, we can we can have some variety in our in our music. Like like that 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 last song that you played in the the break before, the do 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 like that makes me want to just take a folding chair and hit me in the face with it 17 times. Anyway, so, again, we, we can amp up the, the bumper music a little bit here and have a little bit of fun with it. So, uh, again, 404-726-0929. Braves right now still losing 3-1 uh, to one as we're now in the uh, top of the, uh, the seventh inning. So, um, Jesse Bates joined, uh, was it Dukes and Bell earlier today? Was it was it uh, Dukes and Bell that he was on? Maybe no. Yes, no. I can't remember. I've got to pull the text up that I sent to you. Sorry. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the Jesse Bates. Uh, um. Well, anyway, uh, you want to get into Andy it? Andy Randy. Huh? Andy. Oh, Andy Randy. Yeah, Jesse Bates was on with uh, Andy and Randy, and uh, I don't know what the guys asked him. Um. So let's hear what he has to say. Let's let's all be surprised together about what Jesse Bates had to say with Andy and Randy, our midday show. And now one of the newest members of the team, big-time off-season free agent signing, safety Jesse Bates joining the show. Jesse, how are you? What's up, fellas? Uh, you know, trying to stay cool out here um, and continue to improve every day. Well, I mean, today was the first day of football. You know, you got the pads on, yeah. pads popping, everything, how to go today. And are you being – I thought about this morning. Are you being asked to do anything differently here now than you did in Cincinnati? Um, No, I don't think I uh, – you know, you know, football is football. Right. Uh, I think that I've always kind of been a leader uh, leading up into Cincinnati. Um, I've been there for five – I was there for five years. So um, stepping into that leadership role um, even more going into my year six uh, with my experience and stuff like that, uh, kind of like a young uh, DB group, um, you know, just, just being a leader in that, in that instance and uh, continue to try to improve every, every aspect of our defense. What's it like being in a new location now? Obviously you spent first five years of your career in Cincinnati – had some last couple of years in Cincinnati as a team, obviously individually as well, and now you're here in Atlanta. What, what's it like with that change? Yeah, it's definitely a you know adjustment. Anytime you know, uh, I spent five years. Um, anytime you spend some, kind of get used to, and you know you, you create a lot of bonds and 
Uh, you know, you step into a new space and, you know, you're excited. You, you meet new people. Um, it's a new challenge. Uh, I got a, a new baby boy. So, you know, being a leader. Congratulations. Uh, appreciate that. Being How a leader. Recent? Uh, he's two months now. Oh. So, so it's fairly new. Um, My baby you know, boy. So yeah. So same it's, boat. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a learning process. But like I said, you know, just stepping into that leadership role at home and then in this locker room as well um, is something that I'm happy to be be here. Jesse, it was crazy because right even before free agency, it was, you know, I had the list and the rumors, uh, players and certain teams, you were always rumored here. Now, we ain't going to talk about the bag, but what was it about Atlanta that you wanted to come <laughs> here? Yeah. Um, we, think, we know you had other suitors. That's what I'm saying. Right. What else was it? No, um, I think that anytime you, you know, you step into free agency, you just never know. It could go, um, you know, worse than, than you expected. Right. It can always go better. Um, and I thought that Atlanta was a perfect spot to um, come in and be a part of something special, you know, a rebuilding culture. Um, I think if you turn on the film from years before, um, you know, we didn't go to the playoffs or anything, but you turn on that film, you see a, a aggressive football team. Um, you know, you, like I said, I come here. And now, I mean, we're going to be championship at some point at this, at this, uh, in Atlanta. So, um, like I said, it's, that's what it's all about. You know, you want to, um, you know, make a lot of money and, you know, take care of your family, right. but also compete for a championship. Right. And I think that, um, in this conference, I mean, it's kind of in the air, right. and, uh, you know, it's going to start off week one, you know, in the, in the conference play, uh, with the Panthers at home. And, uh, this is a city that deserves to win. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to be a part of it. Falcon safety, Jesse Bates joining us here on the midday show with Andy and Randy. You've mentioned it. Um, expectations are, are high for this season. You've been in training camps for teams that did compete for championships, yep. went to the Super Bowl a couple of years yep. ago. You've been in training camps for teams that, that didn't have that level of success. Mm -hmm. Can you feel it this time of year? Like when, when something like that is brewing, can you feel it as a player? Yeah, it's, you know, it's hard. You know, throughout the first week, you know, you kind of get to know each other. Um, you know, you, you continue to learn the playbook and stuff. But every day you kind of focus on something. Um, and I think that that's something that we're doing well here, I think. You know, we got a great leader with Ryan Nelson. Uh, every every morning we meet as a defense and we focus on what we're going to focus. We talk about what we're going to focus on day in and day out, and I think that's what championship teams do. Um, you know, they take it one one step at a time, one day at a time, and uh, and then at the end of the day, you hopefully you know you, you compete for those championships and you rely on that training on these type of days in training camp um, to compete for championships. Like I said, how's it been working with your new safety mate back there, Richie? You know, I know, you know, you were like five years, you were the same yeah. person. I think you and Vaughn went up there yeah, in Cincinnati for, for all those years. And now you got a new guy. How's that been so far, the communication back there? Yeah, Richie brings a lot of energy. Um, you know, he's a little bit younger. Yeah. So uh, he, he, he's a, he loves the dance and stuff like that in the training room um, and the locker room and stuff. But um, I'm happy to bring, you know, some experience to him. Um, and, and we're going to bounce off each other. I think that, uh, Richie is a very smart player, um, and I mean, you turn on the film the last couple of years, you see Richie Grant flying around. Right. So uh, I'm happy to just be a part of his life and uh, his his game now, and uh, we can bounce off each other. And I think that that's what we are. We're the quarterbacks of the defense on that back end, and uh, we got we got to lead the right way. We talked to AJ Durrell um, Thursday last week yeah. and asked him just early, but what, what's the difference feeling having you back behind him? And he said. Maybe I could take a few more risks. I know I got somebody covering me. I can maybe be a little bit more aggressive. Have you seen that from him? Yeah, um, and that comes with trusting each other. Uh, communication uh, is the biggest part. Is when when AJ wants to go, you know, be more aggressive, he lets me know, and, and that's what that's how you do it. You can't just go yeah. out there and yeah. do it on your own. I'm gonna go jump this real uh, quick. That, yeah, and that's when you get beat on the double moves and <laughs> right. stuff like that. So, uh, like I said, you, you, you start to learn. You you start to 
lean off each other and about formations and what, what type of routes are we going to get from here. And I help A.J. in the inside so he can be a little bit more aggressive on the outside. So uh, A.J. is a, a spectac spectacular uh, corner. I think he's one of the top corners in this league. Hey, tell me about this young boy, Clark Phillip, calling folks out. I mean, we love him. We love the kid. He's a Pac-12 yeah. guy, so obviously yeah. he's seen a lot of them. But, I mean, from the st stuff you hear about him, I've seen him play, boy, can ball. Yeah. What's well, been like having him out there? Because he seems like he, he just got that about him. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, Mike Hilton. I, okay. I have, uh, you know, as a nickel um, with, with Cincinnati, you know, short, not the biggest dude, right. not, not the strongest dude, kind of quiet. But, you know, when, when he steps in between those lines, I mean, he, he turns it on. Um, I just like the way he's just so poised, man. He, he gets called out by coach, and he just responds every time. Um, you know, I, we, we joke about, you know, the rookies doing the rookie show and talking and stuff. And, right. uh, he started singing Lean On Me. He's talking to Coach Art because Coach Art called him out in the team meeting. So uh, it's, it's just cool to see how him, him, him developing um, as a rookie. You know, a lot of rookies, you know, sometimes come in a little bit more shy. Right. Um, and, and Clark has done a really good job of stepping in and, um, you know, showing his true self. Let's talk about some of the – guys on the other side of the ball that you guys are trying to stop in camp yeah. you've you've been in camp with a young quarterback before yep. that worked out great same number yeah same number <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully this works out like that what have you seen from Desmond Ritter first week yeah I think Des is somebody that has competed at the highest level um you know coming I watched him actually in Cincinnati I used to go to the Friday night games uh with the Bearcats I used to go watch him play and just like I said how poised he is and um and how accurate he is, I think, is something that, that kind of stands out to me. Um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a learning process, I think, as a young quarterback, you know, first you know, first full start. Um, and you got to take you got to take charge. Right. I mean, people are looking at you, whether it goes wrong, whether it goes right. Dez got to be the one that, that gets everybody and calms everybody down. I think that he has everything um, to do so. Last one for me, and I want to talk about, you know, Stay on the offensive side. Going against guys like Kyle Pitts and yeah. Drake, I'm sure they're going to put him in the slot sometimes. You come down, you got to cover those guys. What has it been like working with them one-on-ones? I know Kyle just got back out there doing one-on-ones. So what has it been like, you know, just iron sharpening iron out there? Yeah, I mean, I remember the first round me and Kyle went against each other. He run up ahead, but the hell out of me. And, uh, you know, he, he he's somebody that's a unicorn. I mean, everybody knows him as, you know, somebody that can take the top off. But, you know, you try to challenge him and try to, figure out what what else can he add to his game um and i think every time he runs around he walks up to me like hey what do you think i can do better um at the top of my routes am i am i too high am i too low um so it's something that you know as you continue to go through training camp you want to you know ask you know your, your teammates how are you going to defend me in this certain you know coverages and stuff like that so uh kp is somebody i mean he's going he's going to show a big time off this injury i think um he's going to be one of the comeback players for sure has any part of this experience so far been a surprise? I mean, obviously, you kind of have an idea. You've been through camps before, but you have an idea what it's going to be like. Um, Maybe a player, maybe just the way Falcons do it versus Bengals. Has any part of this been, been a surprise to you? Um, I wouldn't say no surprise. I mean, football is football, but, I mean, the heat is a little different. <laughs> um, I'm happy to see our fans. I mean, that whole hill was filled up on Saturday when we were practicing, so um, that, 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 that's exciting. Um, you know, as a player, you got the fans that, you know, coming out and supporting you. Um, and then as, as, as a player, you got to back it up. And, you know, like I said, this is a city that, you know, ha has been wanting to win for right. a long time. And, I mean, they, they deserve it. And, uh, like I said, we're going to be playing for something at the end of this year for sure. Yeah, I, I do think that there is a lot of pressure on Jesse Bates to, to perform well. He was he was their bell, big bell cow signing. Um, he got one of the 
biggest contracts in safety history. I mean, $14 million a year. That's not chump change. I mean, especially for a position that, you know, we talk about running backs being devalued. Think in a lot of ways that the safety position has been devalued. A lot of guys did not get the kind of money that they thought they were going to get um, at the safety position. So I do think there's a lot of pressure. And look, um, you know, we need him to be, again, I keep talking about these players that are not necessarily at the point of impact or the point of influence. We have to have big-time performances. You know, we have to we have to exceed expectations because they're not in premium positions. When we talk about wide receivers, tight ends, and safeties, those aren't the premium positions. And I need those guys to to outperform and, and perform at a higher expectation level. So, yeah, I mean, look, he's got to play really well, and we've got to have him be a big part of what our defense is going to be. And, um, you know, certainly, look, um, did he benefit from a guy like Trey Hendrickson in Cincinnati where you've got a guy that just is a demolition wrecking machine on quarterbacks? The guy who, by the way, set the franchise record for sacks in a season for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's their all-time guy. And what ended up happening? Oh, they went to the Super Bowl. And, you know, Jesse Bates, you know, was was a guy that benefits from some guys like that. Does he have those same kind of guys in front of him? Does he have the same kind of personnel in front of him? Time will tell. You know, we'll, we'll see at some point. Time will tell whether or not he's got those same kind of guys in front of him. But, again, we need him to exceed expectations. He's the big bell cow breadwinner for this free agent class. He's, you know, patient zero of just who's the most prominent guy that we spent our money on. Well, it's Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is the guy that, that you know, has to, has to be this kind of player. And, I, look, I think he'll play really well. Uh, I, I think Jerry Gray is going to have an influence over everybody in this secondary, everybody. I don't think there's a guy that's not going to benefit greatly from Jerry Gray. Okuda, Terrell, Bates, Grant, Hawkins, everybody's going to benefit greatly from him. And if they can get this group together, this could be one of the better secondaries in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. They can be one of the top secondaries in the NFL. They have talent. They have coaching, and and they can figure some things out. So let's see what happens. But obviously, you know, time will tell with uh, with what we're going to be. But certainly Jesse Bates is a guy who he needs to exceed what our expectations are if we're going to be where we want to be. All right, when uh, we get back, it'll be time for That's Life. We did lose a legend today. I think everybody knows who. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 Game, and the Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. 921, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, Day Day, we lost a legend uh, today. Uh, Paul Rubens. The man who played Pee Wee Herman died uh, at 70 years old. Um, I, I read his like final letter. He said, "Look, he'd been battling cancer for the last several years. He did not keep it. He, sorry, he did keep it from the public. Um, he did not talk about what he was fighting through and all this kind of stuff. Um, but 70 years old, lived a good life, and um, uh, R.I.P. to the wonderful Paul Rubens. Um, look, I, and, and we'll get we'll tie this all in the top ten. But I, I think." Pee-wee's Big Adventure is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. And when when he's in that pool and he's chewing the gum and he gives some to his friend that he's he's got the ink in the mouth and the and the father has got the hot gum and it just there are so many funny and there are so many nuanced scenes in that movie. And I'll tell you what else too. That Pee-wee's Playhouse was a fantastic show. And, yes, it was marketed as a kid's show, but that was as adult as it could be. I mean, that was a very adult-oriented show. And I don't mean just, like, teenage college kids. I mean adults could watch that show and enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I remember, and it's been a long time since I watched Pee-wee's Big, uh, Big Adventure, but... 
I guess it was HBO back in the day, but it used to come on, and I would just, every time it would come on, I would just sit in, sit in our little living room area and watch it. My mother was just like, I really don't think I should be letting you watch it, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, look, he he was magnificent in that character. I mean, there's no, no two ways about it. I mean, say what you will about him or this, that, and the other, but he was magnificent in that character. I mean, we can look back now and say, you know, yeah, it was goofy and all that kind of stuff, but boy, he was really good in that character. Like, he lived that gimmick. I mean, he really lived that gimmick. And and again, I I don't know, I, I, I can't honestly tell you, did he create that character? That I don't know. I, I, I wonder about that. I don't know what the origin of, of Pee Wee Herman is, but again, he was magnificent. In that character, and and he did such a great, and he lived that. I mean, you feel like he lived that gimmick, right? yeah. And and look, I mean, he had the incidents, right? He remember he was in the in the porn house theater and all that kind of stuff, and you know, rubbing one out, and you know, he um, he was in the movie Blow. He was really good in the movie Blow, um, but you know, again, he got in some trouble and stuff like that. But again, it's I, I, again, his character was so. So good, and, and he toured and everything. Like he was on. Remember, he did tours and stuff like that as Pee Wee Harmon and all kinds of things that he did. So he lived that gimmick and, and he lived a good life, and I'm sure he made a pretty good amount of money on it. Uh, by the way, too, did you see Adrian Street died uh, earlier today as well? Is uh that not, that's not the kid from uh no because I saw it was a couple of deaths because the kid from Euphoria died as well. Oh yeah yeah I yeah. don't care I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Adrian Street why what is Adrian Street? He was a professional wrestler. Okay. And he was kind of the forerunner to the uh, like the glam guys who dressed up like women and kind of had makeup on and okay. different things. So he was kind of the precursor to Adrian Adonis. Like Adrian Adonis. Yes, okay. Yes, who, gotcha. Adrian Adonis's gimmick later on at the end of his WWE run was, you know, again, he was very effeminate right. and all that kind of stuff. Adrian Street took it to a new level, and, and he was big in Memphis. Like, Adrian Street in Memphis, in the Memphis territory. Um, okay. But, but he was one of the early guys that kind of embraced that, what did, what did they call it with the gold dust? androgynous lifestyles, right? Right, right. right. Um, But he lived that gimmick completely. So uh, I I saw Triple H put out a tweet about him earlier today. The Triple H was a big fan of his and friends with him and stuff like that. But Adrian Street was a a trailblazer. I mean, he was a trailblazer in his day. So RIP to him as well. How about this day, Day? The original camera that Walt Disney used to shoot his first motion picture Sold last night at auction for fifty thousand five hundred dollars. That seems low. I it mean, it's a lot. Seem that seems very low. It does seem low. It's uh, it's a universal camera, camera number two three eight, and uh, sold for fifty two grand. It's basically, you know, it it you you put it on like a like a tripod stand or whatever they call it, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it does seem like that that was a low number, yeah. but yeah, it sold last night for fifty two. Maybe maybe the whole thing is maybe there are parts. Missing to it, but $52,500. Look, even if I had an old camera of his and found it, that's still a pretty good yeah, chunk of change. Yeah, it is, yeah. You know? All right, 
Um, today is National Avocado Day. Are you a fan of avocados? Um, I'll eat it, but I, I, like I won't actually like it'll be like you know uh, in in California rolls and things of that nature. Right. I'll eat it that way, but it's nothing I'll request. On, you know, I don't oh, go boy. out and get I'm it. A, I'm a huge listen. Avocados right out of the shell. Really? Yep. I, I'm an avocado guy all the way. You know, it's one of the best superfoods in the world for you. Mm. Um, all the fatty oils and all the different things. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a great superfood. Okay. But I will, I will eat avocados right out of the shell. Nice. Like I okay. love avocados, and not. I'm not talking about just guac. Like I mean, right, right, like right. Avocados actual, on a, yeah, yeah, like avocados on a sandwich and different things like that. But I love avocado. I can eat it raw, right out of the shell and everything. So uh, that. But uh, it was today is National um, Avocado Day. All right. Um, in honor of the late great Pee Wee Herman, okay? Okay. I think Pee Wee. I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure is an underrated movie. I don't. I don't think enough people give that movie. I think more adults give it credit than uh, adults our age give it more credit than than a lot of people because I don't right. think a lot of people have discovered that movie. So tonight's top ten list: the top ten movies that you think are underrated. Day Day, the floor is yours. All right, got a lot of sci-fi on my world on here, but uh, League of Distinguished Gentlemen with Sean Connery, oh, okay. yeah, and yep. uh, and that whole ensemble. Um, I really love that movie. I, I can watch it almost any time it's on. Staying in that same vein because one of the char- or a couple of the characters were kind of in both of these movies, but Van Helsing with uh, Hugh Jackman and yep. uh, Kate, Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then speaking of Kate Beckinsale, Underworld. I really like the first. Uh, I really like the first two. Some of the other sequels were pretty cool too. I love those. Yeah, it got to be a money yeah while when, yeah when they started getting more and more sequels. That started to become a money grab. Right. Um, Weird Science. Um, uh, well, Anthony, the, uh, not in, yeah, yeah, Anthony, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. Hall. Yeah, one of the one of the early movies. Kelly LeBrock. One of the early movies for uh, again Robert Downey Jr. Yes, Robert Downey Jr. Movies. Yes. Yep. Uh, I love Weird Science, man. I used to watch them over and over. Kind of the same era. Wildcats, Goldie oh, Hawn, okay. Wesley Snipes. Yep. And uh, uh, Wood Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, um, King of New York. Have that, you ever seen that? That, by the way, that's where they met. Um, uh, Woody Wesley Harrelson and, and Wesley Snipes. Okay. Yes. But they met, and then that led into uh, White Money Train, White Men Can't Jump. White Men Can't Jump, yeah. So, didn't they do one other movie? Did they star in one I other I remember movie? those three for sure. Um, I was thinking that they had one more movie that they did together. Maybe yeah, not. I, re- I remember those three for sure. Um, did you ever see King of New York with, um, uh, what's my guy? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but Larry Fishburne is in it. Uh, Christopher Walken. He's the bad guy. He's the he's the villain of it. It's a oh yeah. Um, I believe that I. It's have like a drug, seen it. you know, the, the drugs say, in the streets of yes, New York type yes, movie. Yeah. Yes, I believe I've Lo- seen that. Love that yes. movie. Um, Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. I, okay. I, I really, really. Matter of fact, I saw it a few weeks ago when I was on vacation. It was on, and I stopped and watched it. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this one, Alpha Dog. It's actually based off of a true story. Um, it stars Justin. Uh, Justin Timberlake is actually in it, um, and you'll know some of the other actors that are in it as well. But it's based on the story of that guy Jesse James. Um, uh, it was out in California, Southern California, years and years and years ago. But uh, a guy guy got caught up with some people, and he owed somebody some money. They end up kidnapping his little brother, and then they kind of end up befriending the little brother. But things take a turn, and they end up killing the little brother. Okay. After he had been hanging out with them, and the little brother thought, you know, he kind of became their friend. So right. it's actually based on a true story. And the guy, okay. um, I think they finally arrested him. 
um, I forgot how long ago, and uh, yeah, the guy's name was Jesse James. Okay. So it's a, it was actually a pretty good little mm. story. Okay. And then uh, what lies beneath the remake version with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer? All right. Um, I've got on my list. <laughs> uh, I've got an interview with the vampire. Okay. Um, but didn't that movie win some awards, though? I thought it I don't think it won any awards. That was That's the one with Val Kilmer and... Uh, no, interview with the vampires. Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. Brad Pitt. And I think that little... Um, what's her name? Um, um, the, the girl that was the Spider-Man girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, yeah. She I was fantastic. I thought Val Kilmer was in that one, too. He wasn't in that one, too? No. no maybe not. Okay. No. That's that you're thinking of Top Gun. <laughs> you're, you're, you're thinking of that. But I do know. I remember. Yeah, I know exactly which you're, one you're, you're thinking, thinking about. Top Gun and a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about this movie, and I still think it's underrated. Snatch. Oh yeah, I, I, love I think Snatch, Snatch is yeah. underrated. Yeah. I, I I think that there. I think that cast is fantastic yeah. in that in that movie. So I think uh, Snatch is fantastic. You ever seen the movie City Hall? I got a couple. No. Of, I got a couple of um, Pacino movies on here. Uh, City Hall. Um, Al Pacino, um, John Cusack, Bridget Fonda. Um, it's just a good flick. I, I think it's a good flick. And I, I don't know. I mean, that'd be a movie for like a weekend to, to watch. Okay. Um, and I had, uh, oh, um, I had one of my honorable mentions was was Less Than Zero. Um, okay. I, I think that is... That's At Robert all, Downey Jr. I, yeah. I, I think it's I I will tell you the movie's not very good. Right. But I will tell you, his performance is tremendous. He should have won an Oscar yeah. for his performance on there. Did you have you ever seen the movie? And and I know I know there's a bunch of people that have seen this, but there's also a lot of people that have not seen it. Have you ever seen the movie Glengarry Glen Ross? I never saw it, but I know I know of it. Yes. Okay. You have to watch that movie. Okay. That's one. That's one of the best. Acted movies. It's one of the absolute best casts of all time. It's a tremendous movie. Um, it's short. It's quick. Okay. It's quick and it's short. Okay. But it is so good and it's so powerful. Okay. The character acting is so so good um, in this. Um, we talked about Harrison Ford movies. Mm-hmm. Presumed Innocent. And yes. I, and I, I talked to you, I talked to you about that. It's a fantastic. I, I really the 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 wife is. The, the John McClane's wife, mm-hmm. Bonnie Bedelia, yep. um, Brian Dennehy is in the movie, yep. um, and there's a, a real good plot twist in the movie at the very end or whatever. Um, it, it's it's a good flick, good good flick. Um, obviously, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I mean, right. I still think that's one of the funniest movies ever done that people don't give enough credit to. to. Um, Midnight Run with Charles yeah, Grodin and, yeah. and Robert De Niro. Yeah. That movie's fan Again, Dennis Farina, mm-hmm. fantastic movie. The guy who plays, the guy who plays one of the cops in Beverly Hills Cop, one of the Beverly Hills Cop, the the, the Taggart. Right. Okay, he's in that movie. He's one of the other bounty hunters in the movie. Fantastic movie. Um, you ever seen the Five Heartbeats? Oh man, come on, what? I could sing almost every song in that movie. But <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you the Robert Town. Um, that that movie is. Yeah. That movie is really good. Yeah. Like, The Five Heartbeats is really That's good. That's classic right there. Yeah, and, and I don't know if a lot of people know that movie, though. Like, a lot of people, I don't think, maybe they do. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe they do, but um, I think Carlito's Way is an underrated movie. I like Carlito's movie. Way, yeah. Um, I, I think that when, when people talk about Pacino's great performances, mm-hmm. I don't think they bring up Carlito's Way. And, and that movie has a really, I mean, that's a Brian De Palma yep. film, a really good feel, the music soundtrack. 
the acting. I mean, his his accent's a little bit over the top, but right. but it's a good story and just for that time period. Like I I I like that movie. I, mm-hmm. I like that movie a lot. Um, the Bucket List. You ever seen that movie? Is that the one with Morgan Freeman and Jack and Nicholson? Jack, yeah, I love that movie. Yep. I think that movie is so well done, and mm-hmm. it's a really good story, and it's it's kind of up and down as far as emotions go and stuff like yeah. that. I think it's a really good movie, and I don't know if this is underrated because it did win some awards, but it's not talked about nearly enough for De Niro, one of De Niro's best performances. But The Deer Hunter, okay. Um, and again, it's not a very uplifting movie. Right. He's a Vietnam veteran. Christopher Walken won the Oscar for that movie for a supporting role. But nobody, I don't think anybody, we all look at Christopher Walken as the goofy guy and right. all that kind of stuff. But he was fantastic in that movie. He won the Academy Award for his role in that movie. Mm. But and, and that's Francis Ford Coppola that directed it. That movie is not very uplifting. I mean, right. the, the, the movie is is not a very, not very, and Meryl Streep is in it. Right. De Niro's in it. Christopher Walken's in it. Uh, he, um, uh, uh, Henry uh, Cazale uh, is in it. Uh, not, not uh, what's his name? Um, John Cazale. John Cazale, who in every movie he's, every movie but one that he starred in was up for the best picture because mm-hmm. he was in two Godfathers. Right. He was in both Godfathers. He was in Dog Day Afternoon. He was in Deer Hunter. And there was one other movie. He only starred in like five movies because he had cancer. Mm-hmm. He was Meryl Streep's boyfriend at the time. He had cancer and didn't live very long. But like, out of like this five of the six movies that he was in, right? Uh, literally, all, all, like five of the six movies that he starred in were all up for Best Picture. Wow, um, crazy to think about how much success he had. But right. um, uh, but that that uh, I think a lot of people don't talk about that as one of De Niro's great movies. Deer Hunter is fantastic, but it's yeah. not a very uplifting um, story when you watch it. All right, what is uplifting is when we get back, we'll hear from D. Orlando Ledbetter. He joined us earlier in the program to talk some Falcons foosball. Chuck, we're hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports Radio, 92 and the Game, Odyssey.com app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, another day of practice in the books for the Atlanta Falcons. They did uh, have pads on today. I don't think there was a whole lot of walloping uh, going on, but um, let's check in with our buddy, D. Orlando Ledbetter. He, of course, is the Falcons beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, and he is on Twitter, at D. Orlando AJC. D. Led, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show. Thank you for joining us. Sure, no problem, John. Thanks for having me. Do you need 10 or 20 bucks to pay the fine? I mean, can I can I float you, you know, a couple of bucks out of my pocket to to help pay for the fine that you got? Yeah, well, I was considering the GoFundMe page, but uh I think we're in good shape at uh Cox and uh I think we're going to be fine on the fi- on paying the fine. We don't have to start the GoFundMe page. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um what do we know about Matt Hennessy? Um, is Matthew Bergeron getting the looks at starting guard for right now with Hennessy out? Like, what's been the prognosis, you know, here from over the weekend with all of that? Yeah, they initially liked the MRI, and uh, then he kind of alluded to his second opinion and that it's a reoccurring injury. So um, so he's been all over the place uh last few days, saying his day-to-day. Uh, the last injury last year was a left knee injury. So um, now that it's reoccurring, that's problematic because that means you're probably headed to surgery. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and Bergeron, they're going full steam ahead with him right now as the first team left guard. So would it make sense? Um, and I know these guys don't grow on trees. There's not a whole lot of them. But would it make sense to try to take some of that available cap space and now that things are kind of shaking out a little bit, we had the Goldman retiring, and they brought it. They brought Ellis in. Would it make sense to go out and get themselves a security blanket at left guard and find some veteran to help? You know, again, especially if Bergeron can't really make it. Yeah, no doubt. I think they have one on the uh, staff already and uh, on the roster already, and Kyle Hinton. Uh, and um, you know, you got to figure that there's going to be. Uh, some action near the cutdown dates that's going to uh, maybe release another veteran that, uh, you know, you could uh, you could pick up that way. And then also, yeah, you got the cap space, and uh, maybe somebody gets into a situation where they're, you know, um, uh, you know, or out of favor at some place, and then you can use it on that person. We've seen that before here in Atlanta when they picked up Andy Levitri, uh in the last week right before the season started. So, uh, you got some options. You don't have to overreact this early in camp. But if you go down to Miami and he gets his head kicked in uh, in the joint practice, then you, you need to make a move. D. Orlando Ledbetter joining me here on the WaitFor.com Hotline Falcons beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Has kind of the theme of this camp been competition? Um, you know, is that – and, again, I know that's usually the theme of most camps and stuff, but – but obviously, it's been a lot of one-on-one. Um, we're seeing good footage of the ones-on-one. Um, obviously, there's plenty of trash talking, you know, in this. I mean, do you get a sense that it's a different vibe from, you know, the last couple of years of this training camp? Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's better one-on-ones, John. Uh, you got better talent across the board. Uh, you know, we had, you know, people here that were – have been with their sixth, they were on their sixth, seventh team. And, uh, you know, the guys that played just a year, 
Uh, you know, I'm talking about Eric Harris, Stephen Means, Brandon Copeland, you know, good guys, but, uh, you know, they were NFL fringe players that you had to start and count on. Uh, now you got, um, you know, Jeff Acunda, former number three overall pick, you know, trying to revive his career. You know, you can see the athleticism. Uh, you know, he suffered from injuries and, quite frankly, poor. Possibly um, the coaching in Detroit was deficient. So we'll see um, if the coaching staff here can help some of these players along. So do we have any kind of sense about who is leading the way as far as punt returner goes? Now that obviously William, Avery Williams out for the year, we know Cordero Patterson is going to factor into the kickoffs, but who are they most looking at right now as far as returning punts goes? Yeah, it's a group of five back there every day. Penny Hart, uh, D. Alford, uh, Bijan, Zay, uh, Malone, and I'm probably missing the fifth guy. But to me, the um, Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes is the only one with NFL experience at kickoff and punt return. D. Alford looks pretty good. He catches the ball and gets upfield. He's not scared. He's tough. Uh, Penny Hart returns to kicks at, at Georgia State, but not in the NFL. Uh, and now I, I don't know why they got Bijan back there, <laughs> uh, other than just to uh, have teams thinking about it. Uh, so uh, uh, Mike Hughes would be your favorite going into this, uh, and then D. Alford has looked pretty good, you know, running on pretty much air, and uh, you know, being attacked today for the first time where they, you know, were going after the the returners. So um, that's where I have that thing handicapped right now. We'll keep an eye on it here the rest of the way in training camp. So, you know, again, we've been talking about left guard, whether it's Bergeron and Hennessy Hurt and all this. That. Has Drew Dahlman looked better in, in camp? I mean, has he looked better? Because, again, you know, we can talk about the left guard all we want, but if, if the left guard isn't so good and the center isn't going to be so good, then we're going to have some trouble when those guys, you know, are linked arm in arm, you know, side by side with one another. How much has Dolman looked better in this camp uh, than last year? Yeah, John, he's uh, he's looked much better. Um, but, you know, it's a caveat. They haven't had any pads. And then today they had on pads. And I was watching him with his double teams with Lindstrom. And, you know, he, he doesn't have to do much there. Uh, and then uh, I did not see him and uh, Bergeron with some double team blocks. But, you know, that's what he's going to have to do. And then with some nose tackles that they're playing, uh, they'll play that uh, run the three four. He's got to handle those guys technically. Uh, he's a technician. He's never gonna blow anybody five yards down the field. But uh, he definitely coach said he looked comfortable and was doing a much better job this year, second year on the job. Uh, and so we got to take his word at it until we see him uh, up against some stiff competition ball activities. Dlandwaitfor.com hotline Falcons beat reporter for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. How, you know, again, I, I was talking with Mike Rothstein the other night uh, about this. Just, you know, again, I know the secondary is better because you're older and you've got better personnel out there. But do you see a pretty cohesive group in that secondary? I mean, are you seeing the corners and safeties kind of all working with one another? What's been your observation about the secondary as a whole so far in these few days of camp? Yeah, it's been vanilla, John. They've been in the four two five nickel most of the time. And, uh, you know, with the nickel rotating, uh, you know, using guys at different spots. So they're not really doing uh, a lot of coverages uh, that they will be, you know, that's when you see stuff break down. You start changing it up, mixing zone and man and uh, so forth. They're just basically running their vanilla exhibition season stuff while we're out there. 
and uh, did talk to Jesse Bates today, and he said, hey, I was like, hey, how's it coming along? Uh, he's like committed to this slow, long process of, uh, you know, being able to look at each other and just, you know, communicate the defenses and so forth. And, uh, you know, we got, I got, kind of got the old, you know, it's going to take the process thing to get it all there. So it's not far down the road. Uh, you got too many variables back there. Him and Richie Grant are getting along. Um, Jalen's kind of the odd man out back there. And, uh, you know, they're trying to save Jeff Acunda's career because you got another problem there over at right. So, we've, you know, we've gotten some paralysis by analysis with Desmond Ritter where people have been all over the board and concerned and this and that and the other. And, again, it's kind of ridiculous. But how's Taylor Heineke looked, at, you know, at quarterback? How's, how's he performed? so far in camp thus far? Yeah, well, um, he's second. Uh, you know, uh, if you're, you know, you, you're getting a, a scrutiny level. He's not, I'm not looking at him that much, really, because he doesn't matter here if the other guys are starting quarterback. So, he, he uh, been, he's a little high on some balls. He, you know, he's a pro quarterback. You know, I don't like when they run. Uh, and I've seen both of them pull the ball down in practice. So, uh, uh, it's not been a good, uh, you know, nothing to write home about. But I usually uh, – there's usually not anything to write home about in the first week of practice from the quarterback uh, perspective. Uh, it takes a while to get your timing down with your receivers. You're just running a couple plays. So, you know, you're just getting in and out of the huddle and running and sweep left, sweep right, and a couple pass routes. Uh, and they've been just fine doing that. But uh, I want to see um, what they do in Miami against a real live competition and uh, – uh, uh, see how much they play them in the uh, exhibition season. I think they're going to have to play Ritter a little bit uh, more than you normally would your first year, uh, your, normally you would your first quarterback. So is there a guy that has stood out to you that maybe is a little bit under the radar? I'm not talking about, you know, Desmond Ritter or B. John Robinson level kind of guys, but is there a guy or two that you've kind of had your eye on that you think that, Maybe this guy could make the team. Maybe this guy can contribute. Is there one of those kinds of guys that has kind of stood out for you so far? Yeah, I like to. Uh, I was watching the the receivers because they, uh, you know, there's some opportunity there to make the team. And uh, the kid Keelan Harris from Oklahoma Baptist. I was watching him and Zay Malone because somebody's going to take that last spot and help out on special teams. And could be Darby, but. Uh, the kid from uh, Oklahoma Baptist has been uh, pretty impressive thus far. I see Malone, you know, dropping balls and, um, you know, uh, and so forth and so on and not looking, you know, pro-level type material. But this uh, Harris kid is one to keep an uh, eye on, and um, that's why I'm kind of tracking him so far here early in the season. We're going to see him play a lot. Carlos Washington, the running back. You always got to have an extra running back in your back pocket. Uh, and want to see how Carlos does. He started his career at New Hampshire, uh, went down to southeast Louisiana, had a year down there, uh, and uh, we're going to see a lot of him in the exhibition season. So, you know, I'm looking at the back 20 uh, to see if who's going to break through uh, to the roster, and those are a couple that we have so far. So, D-Led, uh, I'm talking to my buddy Jarvis Davis here the other day, and he was telling me about how much, you know, he, you know when he's watched D'Angelo Malone, this off season that, you know, he's a little bit lighter in the dumper. I mean, he's lost some weight and trimmed down a little bit, whatever, but you know, is he a guy that can, I mean, legitimately come off the edge? I mean, what, what's going to be his role? Like what, what do you think D'Angelo Malone 
can have his role be for this team? Yeah, he's uh, I've been charting a day, and he's backing up Lorenzo Carter at right defensive end, which he's too light for, and both of them are too light. But they're going with this uh, 4-3 hybrid look that will probably slide them into uh, outside linebacker role. They want people to treat them as defensive ends, but they're going to probably play uh, outside linebacker. Lorenzo said he's not dropping anymore. He's playing traditional defensive end. And if D'Angelo's backing him up there, that's the easy way to like for that. But they haven't tried to stand him up either at, uh, you know, the white weak, weak side or strong uh, side or middle linebacker. So that's where D'Angelo is right now. And we'll, we're going to learn a lot more about this defense uh, as they move down the road. But that, that's where I see him at now. Uh, he did come off the edge. He was light. That's why he was at Western Kentucky. But he's a fierce um, football player and uh, going to get a shot here to make it in the league, it looks like. You know, um, and I know that's not this is not fair when, when I say this, but we know that Troy Anderson is a very good athlete and he's a very quick guy and things like that. But do you kind of see him getting a grasp of the game? I mean, he at times was lost on the field. And, you know, again, you, you get these one-on-ones, and obviously the advantage is all on the offensive side of things. But have you seen Troy Anderson start to kind of look like he's catching on more or doesn't maybe seem, you know, as lost at times as what he was on the field last year? Yeah, um, I am seeing that. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the big thing for Troy is, uh, to, you know, just play as fast as he can. If he gets beat, he gets beat, he makes it up. Uh, and, and be in position, and you know, in these uh, uh, practices, you know, they're just when they run the ball, they just go up and tap the guy, and you know, move on. And he's not late or anything like that. He's not getting confused when he misdirection on any running plays and where he's supposed to be in the alignment. And so, you know, the more reps he gets, the more instinctual he will get as a linebacker. And we're just gonna watch this kid grow on the field, and you know. Um, for the, for the Falcons' sake, they hope he probably doesn't, you know, have too many blown uh, assignments uh, while he's trying to develop into one of the, you know, what they think is starting linebacker. Last question for you, D-Led. Um, you know, Arthur Smith, I mean, now we're into year three. Now he's got a roster with some guys on it. Now they were able to spend some money and, and, and build some things. And, you know, again, whether it's kind of having fun with you and the fine and all that, whether it's, you know, wearing the mustache and, you know, all these kind of things. Like, do you get a sense that Arthur Smith is a lot more loosey-goosey, you know, this year? Does he feel like he's in a better position now that he's actually coaching some some NFL talent? Like, what's been his kind of mode and tenor of, of his attitude and things like that as far as in this camp so far? Yeah, he, yeah he's having fun with it, and that's fun. And, we, you know, that we, it's a, it could be a long grind. Uh, it's not two-a-days or anything like that, but – uh, yeah, he's having fun with it, but I was studying him today uh, during the uh, one of the offensive periods. He's checking down everything, um, you know, writing uh, stuff with his pencil after every play, you know, so he know what he has to fix and correct as a play caller. So he's getting ready. He's uh, very into it. Uh, and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, he's the head coach, he gets to move around a lot, but he's really – uh, involved in his hands, his fingerprints are all over the offense and what they're trying to do and uh, run the ball and set up the uh, pass. So, um, yeah, he's really into it. He's having fun with it, though. So I think he is more comfortable in his role as a head coach and going to try to enjoy the ride as best he can. 
at the Orlando AJC. D led as the uh, beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work. And he joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. D led is appreciated as always. Stay cool, stay hydrated, stay out of the sun, and uh, have fun at camp over these next uh, few weeks. Sure, no problem, John. We'll try to do that and take care. Thanks for having me on tonight. You got it. Chuck Nikia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.